Welcome aboard, friends. It's episode 11 of the Stick to Syracuse podcast. My name is Brent Dax. So great to have you here. How did you find the podcast today? Did you follow the link through on Syracuse.com or maybe on social media? All great ways to be here. But let me tell you about a really easy way to make sure there is a new episode of the Stick to Syracuse podcast waiting for you where you listen to your podcasts when they come out, which, by the way, is every Monday. You should subscribe. We're on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Just hit the subscribe button on any of those services, and there it'll be waiting for you where you listen to your podcasts. We've got a fun episode 11 ahead of you here on the Stick to Syracuse podcast. My friends Josh Grossvent and Cody Lisi, otherwise known as The Show, on K-Rock. An award-winning morning show here in Central New York, which as show bros and show girls know is kind of organized chaos. I talked to Josh and Cody about life in morning radio in 2019, the demand for content, and why their listeners are some of the most fiercely loyal I've ever seen in any format. We'll also hear from Kathleen Mason from K-Mace Productions on the sound scene with one of the most popular acoustic pairs in the Northeast, Cadmus. Let's get this thing going today. Just Joe, what do you got for us? Did you hear the guys on the show this morning? My name is Josh. That is Cody. This is the show. You're listening to K-Rock. Morning, 6 to 10 a.m. on K-Rock. Well, we're really uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel here in episode 11 of the Stick to Syracuse podcast. <laughs> How when, dare you? I'm, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> to you guys. You. Talking about you or, the, or me or both, both of us? us? Oh, here, here's no. what we're getting into. Here's what we're getting into with this. This is a real thing that happened before we started recording this podcast. Huh. Hey, Brett, hold on a second. Cody Max just got to change out of his thong. He's got to put his underpants back on. <laughs> yeah, put my regular uh, uh, man underpants back on as opposed to my man thong. Well, I don't pull back the curtain, but we're recording this on a Thursday. It's thong Thursday. Yeah, oh, Thursday. thong wears, Thursday. He wears right? a thong yep. on Thursday. You're very committed to this. <laughs> I like I, it. I, Today I, was I, his first day wearing a thong with shorts, and he's very oh, much man. into that. I like it for the summertime. Ooh. Very. <sighs> you feel get, so constrained in regular underpants. What did I get myself into here? <laughs> Good Lord. You invited us. I did. I did. I got myself into this. But I did invite you guys on because here's what I want to know. Here's my first question. Mm. What is a morning show in 2019? Is it still something you have to cater to people in the morning? Or does it just happen to be a show that you do that's on from 6 to 10? That's just when we we do it, really. A morning show. Like We started doing... 
like the morning show on demand seven years ago, I think, just because of that reason. People aren't always in their cars from 6 to 10 a.m. or whenever you do a morning show. So, no, it's a million different things. Like, it doesn't end at 10 a.m. It doesn't end all day. I mean, we'll post yeah. things all day long. Yeah, I was saying it kind of keeps going all day just from that 6 to 10. We happen to have microphones in, a room, right. in front of us. Yeah. yeah. Just so right. the show is kind of the anchor, but you said it, Cody. You guys are doing all kinds of content all the time. You have a podcast that you do, Sunday mm-hmm. brunch, you do a bunch of videos. That's a way to incorporate sponsors, by the mm-hmm. way, like you guys are doing this quest for the biggest. Yeah, right biggest huh. foods in CNY, man. It's tough and you're job. looking for foods in, in, a, in a BMW from Burdick oh, BMW. Yeah. So, that ain't that ain't a bad day. That's Yeah, that's, that's kind of a cool gig. To find chicken wings while driving a $100,000 BMW ain't a bad day. Not a no. bad way to spend a Tuesday. I mean, it's not day. like wearing your thong, but no, I mean, it's, it's, it's right up there. I mean, those yeah. seats were just as comfy, that's for sure. <laughs> Now, that being said, I mean, that's a lot to do. So yeah. it, th- this is not you guys come in, you crack a mic at 6 in the morning, you tell fart jokes, and you leave. Like, there is a process Yeah, I mean, what it's like, do. at the end of the day, anybody who is in broadcasting and c- complains for a second about their job is is ridiculous. It's like, there's guys, you right now, go down 690, you'll see guys that are out there for 12 hours, going to be standing in the sun. Well, I'm not yeah. built for that. So I don't mind getting up early. I, I I recorded a video last night where I'm drinking whiskey in my house. Like, that's work? Come on. I can't complain about that. So it's not like the job is this toiling, uh, no. yeah. physical, if the, the, the one us. The one downside is that we have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> yeah. then yeah, I'll take okay. It. I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, I'll do I, it. I, don't, I don't mind right? it. I mean, and it's like, and I think that's what helps set us apart is that we don't stop at 10 a.m. You know, like a lot of the old school morning shows will, all right, mics are off. Bye. Talk to you tomorrow. Well, we just... We don't stop. We just keep going. Well, you just brought it up, Josh. So you do a thing on Wednesdays. It's called Whiskey Wednesday, mm-hmm. another way to incorporate a sponsor. Yeah. We're on radio. We know how that yeah. works. But you have fun. You talk to people. You drink some whiskey. There. Why is there such a demand for content beyond your show, beyond what you do, be, even beyond the podcast? Like it just. I think that Cody is that and just I, the world we live in today. Yeah, but it's also like not necessarily content. Like it's Cody and I interact with people. They want to interact. They want to know what we're doing yeah. when we're doing it. They want to. Be, they want you to be available. Like they like it that we're both readily available. Like at any point, they can someone can tweet at Josh right now in current time, and you know he respond back literally in current time. Like Cody like will do Instagram seconds. posts of like concerts he had or sitting with his dog and stuff. So it's it's half quote unquote content, but more it's just like what we're doing. Hey, we're always here. We're always doing stuff. And the whiskey show just started because I was gonna drink whiskey in my office, and I figured hey, I'm gonna turn a camera on. Why not? Let's see if anybody watches this thing, and they do. They do. So. A lot of the barriers are down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it used to be you do a show and that's it. But with social media, with everything we're talking about here, are is there privacy left? Have you guys basically thrown your privacy out the window to be so accessible? No, there's. I, I don't know about, I can't speak for Cody, but I never say my kids' names on the air. I never post photos of my kids just because the way I see it is they didn't sign up for this. You know, this this, this is dad's career. And so that that is still a privacy thing. Um my house, I don't, you know, it's even like weird. Like I don't invite even coworkers to my house. Like I like to have, I'll do this all day as many hours as I need to do it. But when I kind of, I go to dad mode, I just like to do dad stuff and I'll share some funny dad stories, but there's part of that life that I just keep out of it. You know, I don't know about you, Cody. No, see, I, I've learned now that I've been doing this just a little bit now that I've got to dial it back a tiny bit because my whole thing was going into this was, and I told everyone around me, you're all fair game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that, I do outside of this can be brought right back mm-hmm. into here. 
But then I ha- I've learned that I got to tailor. There's certain things I can't talk about because certain people's like parents will be listening. Sure. So if you give up a detail yeah. that the person's mom didn't know about, then you kind of feel a little you bad. You but- pretty quick that you're not yeah. in a room with just your buddy. No. And like something you said on the air has gotten back to the person or whatever. So yeah. there's parts of that that you don't, you know. Is this part of why, I, I got to tell you guys, I've been doing this a long time and I'm not blowing smoke up your collective butts here. I have never seen an audience that is more fiercely loyal than yours. Well, thank you. And it's because we're available. It's yeah. not, it's, it's, you know, people are always like, when are you going to go to another market or when are you going to be syndicated or when are you going to do this stuff? I've never had interest in that because this is my town. This is where I've, Cody and I both grew up here. Yeah. I, if I were to take a job in Denver, I wouldn't. We do very well in Denver because I don't know what that life no. is like. Yeah, that's what I've since I was ten years old. I wanted to be on air here. Right. So Well, it's incredible, guys. Because I'm it, good in, here. In doing this podcast, I found that I've talked to people that have been all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked to somebody recently, Joe Driscoll, who's yeah. a councilman, here, a local musician, yeah. great guy. Yeah. The guy's filled five passports. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's drawn back here. Yeah, I feel that way. It's yeah. why I do this podcast. It's why I do this radio show. I mean, I've been on an NFL. Uh, broadcasting mm-hmm. for three yeah. years. I've done serious satellite mm-hmm. radio, but I'm drawn back here. There's just something about it. And there's a comfort there with it, with doing it here and the the loyalty that people have, not only to you, but to this area. Do you think that's part of it? It's not oh, only they're loyal to you. It's like, we're all kind of champions for, for central New York. Yep. And I, Josh and I were talking the other day when you guys were doing this quest for the biggest, you had to drive two and a half hours. Yeah. To go do this thing, which again you're driving two and a half hours in a right. BMW right. chicken wings. Yeah, chicken wings. I don't feel bad for you. But no, no. That's how but, big the K Rock signal is. That's how how far. But Cody will talk yeah. to the fact that the 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 fact that we did that, and we were talking about towns like Lawrence, New York, and uh, what was it? Blood, Blackwater, oh, yeah, Bridge, Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Yep. People hear that like, oh my God, they came to my town. Yeah. I, we're happy to do it. We're just driving around. And it's, you know, it's it going back to what you said about, like, the loyalty of, of, of Syracuse and Central New York, a Krispy Kreme didn't work here for a reason. We like things that are local and that we can count on and that we know about, and uh, piped-in morning shows don't work here. Yeah. Just, I mean, Howard Stern did, but he was the only exception. And really not, he didn't always win here. You know what I'm saying? People know when you aren't genuine and you yeah. aren't one of them so all you people in line at golden corral like let, let's get it going yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, right like, come right. on yeah like we like things to be i mean obviously we've got local restaurant like chain restaurants and whatnot but it's like we like what we like and yeah i've even had you know i've had multiple co-hosts it's no secret there but when they're not from here people can smell it and they yeah. know yep. and it's not genuine and when you go on the air and the first thing you say is jim boheme <laughs> then, no, it's over. You're it's done. done. It's over. Well, yep. Cody, I wanted to ask you about that because Josh has had quite a few Mike Twos, <laughs> right? As you put it on your yeah. show, but you have settled in and become a Mike Two. Well, How now he you just jinxed it? Thanks. Yeah, 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 there it is. Sorry about when that. They, when, are we, yeah. when is this going to air? You're yeah. fired. Good night. <laughs> How do you? But what do you see your role on the show is now that you've settled in and you know it and, and you've become a, a part of this? Yeah, I just uh, I see my role is like that. That contributor guy, like he's there to to steer the ship, and then when he says something, uh, it's my role to know when to to hop in there. Like when he set if he's setting up a joke, know that he's setting up a joke, 
and come in with something and that's to keep it flowing like that. It's because you see a bunch of radio shows where guys kind of don't know what their role is and everyone's kind of talking over each other and they're all yelling and they all got the egos. You got to kind of, we always just check that at the door when you're farting on each other. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it, yeah, it's yeah. a lot easier to, yeah. to go with the flow. Also to wear thongs and get free fantasy yeah. football advice right? from me Thank on Friday. Exactly. That's, that's exactly why you're there, right. Speaking right? of. Yeah, right. i got fantasy a question baseball. about that. Fantasy baseball season is in full uh, swing see, here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said mind, it at mind. the beginning. Yep. I got myself into this. Mm-hmm. This yep. is how it works. You just brought up something that I was interested in. I always love when people ask me this question. So I want to ask you this question. Right. I want to pass the buck on it. How do you prep for the show? Um, It's a little bit of like, so I'll just use like today's example, right? So. I'll, I think we both just are like reading news all day long and uh, yeah. all night long, and we have a bunch of stories in our minds. And I know what things I can lean on Cody for, and I know what things that he probably won't know about, like nerdy gadget stuff. But yeah. for today's show, for example, there were two things that I don't know anything about, but I know that Cody would, and that was the NFL schedule coming out and uh, some wrestling stuff that was going on. So what we'll do is – Try to find I'm, there's always weird lifestyle stuff happening. We'll just kind of see where the day takes us. And a lot of times we're on tangents and a lot yeah. of times it's just one of those days where we're like, here's this story, here's this story, here's this story. So I think normally when I say, Did you guys see the story about Cody? I'll say, Oh yeah, I saw that. So yeah. it's just a lot of just like spending a lot of time looking at your phone, really. Because that's one of my favorite things about doing this show is that I, I always kind of feel like I can tell when radio shows uh do the show prep. All day, mm-hmm. every day, and that's mm-hmm. how they spend. They they go on the computer and they get their prep services, as we call them, and they just this, 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 and this. That's one of my favorite things about this show is that we don't do that. Yeah, we pay attention to what's going on around us, but people ask me all the time, "How'd you guys write that joke and set up that joke?" We don't. We've don't. I, I don't. We've trust never each other and go. Yeah, with we've it. never written one joke ever. And the, every morning show coach will tell you. Before you crack those mics, now make sure everybody has a take on the topic and discuss it. And I hate that rule that, uh, that's because the there's worst. no yeah. genuine exactly. emotion. It's crazy. Uh, what are what are some misperceptions that people have about what you do? Hmm. I, don't I, think I mean, probably all accurate. I was going to say. <laughs> well, I, I, I still think is I right. get constantly the like, how do we come up with the jokes and how do we write the mm-hmm. the bits and stuff like that? Like I said, we've never written one bit or one joke no, never, you we don't sit down to, i come from a school of improv comedy where i like things happening naturally and on the fly i don't like it's never ever genuine when you write and prepare things and that's why no, i have to work I, with someone like yeah. cody who can fly with you on that because I'm, t- I'm terrible at like yeah, i'm not written down like stand-up comedy mm-hmm. i can't do it that's what i'm good at is a situational you know off the cuff type stuff you don't sit around at a bar with your buddies and you have 10 prepared lines you're going yeah, to no, say you're just you're just you just got yeah. yeah you just hang out and you talk and that's all that we want to do and that's well that's something i wanted to ask you about your background and how you got here like you did some comedy mm-hmm. you lived in new york city mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of going down a different road and as we talked about many of us get drawn back here for yeah. some reason yeah I, I was dating a woman who uh, is now my wife and we were dating long distance and I was down in New York and I loved I loved my time in New York um, I learned a lot and I, it was just kind of like it was I called it my grad school because I left college went to New York for two and a half years and then I just it wasn't for me like I just really didn't care for that lifestyle I loved where the, I love living in central New York Um and I got back here and I just started doing whatever radio job I could find, setting up tables, setting up 
with the goal of hopefully someday getting to where we are now. And and it thankfully paid off. But I've never in 10 years of doing morning radio now, I've never had my alarm go off and not want to go to work, which is a great feeling. Yeah. I've never been like, oh, God, another one of these. That's been never easily that feeling. one of the biggest changes. That's when they say you should get out. Good. All right. When you wake up That's... and you have that feeling yeah. yeah, and you don't want to do it. You know what mine is? Mm. I still get nervous. That's great. Every day before I crack this mic, I get butterflies. That's great. And I've always yep. told myself the day that doesn't happen, like maybe I got to yeah, think about yeah, yeah, not yeah. doing it anymore. Can't no, get too great. comfortable. One more thing. We brought up social media and some of the other things that you guys do. One thing I'm fascinated with is, and I think this is part of why your audience is so loyal to you, is that text line. Mm-hmm. You have a character on the show. like You you call it the text line, but the text line represents everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I've, I've witnessed this just last week. Mm-hmm. I'm in studio with you guys, and you're interviewing a young lady who works for Jameson, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's got this amazing Irish accent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you just see the text coming in. Yeah. This has got to be pretty cool for you guys, though. To, to it's like verification, like we're doing something yes. that either works, yeah. or people will let exactly you know, like, right. hey, you know what? It's screw immediate... that Brent X guy when you have him on, on Fridays. <laughs> right, right. I don't it's want Im- him. It's in immediately there. a litmus test. If yeah. something is going well, mm-hmm. you're like the text will start flying in. I'm I'm dying laughing. Blah 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 blah. If you're doing something and there's no text coming in, you're kind of like, all right, is yeah, this you, falling flat? You can't or, keep up with it when you have to just step back and go, all right, I'm just going to let the text come in and yeah, go yeah, back yeah. to it in a second. And you know you're good. And that's one of the reasons that this show has had success. One of my rules from the beginning of this thing was that acknowledge and reply to as many texts as you physically can because to us it takes a millisecond. But if I'm thinking of my favorite radio hosts, if if they texted me directly on my phone, that's a big deal. And I've heard so many comments. People be like, I can't believe you replied to my text. I mean, I was a show bro first because I, w- I did this same shift, but just at grocery stores. So I would do weekends at K-Rock and then pop in my headphones every morning and listen. And that was a big deal when when one of, when one someone would text you back one of your ideas. It was a nice like, all right, you're being heard because that's not a thing really anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. If, if you feel like they're, if they feel like they're part of it, which they 100 percent are. Then they're that's why they're loyal. That's why they're dedicated. Thank you, dummies. Thank you, You're welcome. Hey, what do you say? Have a happy day because we're living in Syracuse. To take a step back into Syracuse's past, all you have to do is step into Scholars and Champs on South Salina Street, a new vintage store that will get the memories flowing. Do you have a Syracuse sweatshirt, t-shirt, hat, poster? or program that you got rid of, stop in and see Bert Offsesser from Scholars and Champs because he might have saved it for you. So, Bert, th- this place is unbelievable. I The memories are just flooding back in my head right now, and I can't be the only one that says that when they come in here. Yeah, it's, you know, the reaction's been unbelievable. It's, it's kind of interesting to see people even young and, you know, old and somewhere in between, I guess, and everybody kind of looks at things and says, oh, I remember that, or other people will look at something and get excited. I'm like, how do you know about that? And they'll be like, oh, my dad told me or my uncle or my grandfather. And, you know, there's just a lot of good memories of different eras. And it's exciting to see other people kind of discover new stuff and say, oh, I, I don't recognize the Salt Team Warrior. Or what year is that shirt from? Or who, who, what jersey is that? And now, you know, all these people are, I guess, it's kind of like a museum, but you get to buy everything. That's you know? right. Yeah, you usually go to a museum and can't walk out with the stuff, but here you can. So tell me how you accumulated all this stuff and where it comes from. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it I got, you know, when I was in college and um, 
you know, the rest of it, you know, I it was probably about 2007, 2008. I really got into it and said, hey, I'm going to start buying all this stuff. I kind of envisioned at one point just displaying it and have like a fancy little gift shop at the end. And then I'm like, oh, I could do this bigger. I could, you know, make my own stuff and get other brands and then get all the old vintage stuff and kind of mix all three of them. And uh, so I started doing that. And, you know, it's it's been great. You know, there's a lot of unique stuff and a lot of one of a kind pieces that you can only get here. There really is like the old Syracuse jerseys are here and uh, just gear and shorts and jackets and hats and all kinds of things. But have you had what I should say, what are the popular requests that you're getting? Are people saying, hey, do you have yeah, this now I that mean, my memory's going? Can, yeah. can you get this back for me? The biggest sellers have been just jerseys in general, in particular football jerseys, because a lot of people don't have them because we have we we've been up and down for the last 20 years. And so people don't really have you know too many football jerseys um sweatshirts in general have been selling out which is a little surprising to me because it's not freezing cold but i guess it's a good layering piece and you know in syracuse you'll need it and i have a good selection of that um and then we sold a lot of t-shirts as well so i think you can speak to this as well as anybody what is it with nostalgia what's what's the power of of going back to a different time for people i mean you know i always kind of explain it this way if there was something that was made 20 or 30 years ago and it's still around now and it's in good shape you know there's a reason for that it was made better it was good enough that someone kept it all these years and you know nothing as much as something might go out of style everything comes back especially in the sports world it it doesn't go out of style it's not like in fashion where some trend changes and you got to wait 20 years you know in the sports world those things are still cool i couldn't walk into scholars and champs and not walk out with something so what did i grab a laminated newspaper from march of 1987 i'm holding it in my hand right now and there's a picture of jim Beheim, sherman douglas Derek coleman and ronnie cycli all looking rejected after keith smart's game-winning shot now of all the things in bert's store why would i pick this up because even then, at 10 years old, when I saw that newspaper the day after Syracuse lost to Indiana in the national championship game, so while a lot of things in Burt's store will make me feel good again, I picked up this laminated newspaper to remind me of the agony of defeat that sports can bring as well. I'm Kathy Cadley. Catherine. I'm John Cadley. Of? And we form of the, Cadley. the Cadleys, oddly <laughs> enough. I know. The Cadleys are one of the most popular acoustic bands in the Northeast. Following in the tradition of great male-female duets like George Jones and Tammy Wynette, Jillian Welch and David Rawlings, and Emmylou Harris and Graham Parsons, John and Kathy show how two voices blended in seamless harmony can produce one powerful sound. I've seen you many, many times, and it never fails to be an amazing experience. Oh, thank you. Beautiful harmonies. Thank you. Wonderful songwriting and amazing picking. Thank you very Thanks. much. And Appreciate we're having so, we're having a lot of fun. Super tight group. Um, you guys have been playing. How long have you been playing now together? The two of us have been to playing together since 2010, I would say. Wow. But John's been on the scene for a long time. I was in a different scene uh, before that playing in in the um, liturgical music realm. <laughs> so. And I told her, I, you know, and I heard her in church and said, you know, you're too good to be playing for God. You really need to be out <laughs> right. 
and playing saloons for sinners and, and saloons and casinos. <laughs> so please come play with me, and you're a dreamboat. Yeah, I'll drag just, you right down into the depths with too me. Much that's to pass what up. I just—I know she was doing she fine. Dollar until signs, bluegrass dollar signs. Yeah. Well, she asked me to sit down and write her walls, so I took out my guitar to play. Soft melody for a sweet memory when she waltzed into my life that day. And my heart started beating in three quarter time, and I thought I was dancing on air. The music came falling right out of the sky from the angel band playing up there. So when you met John yeah. and you first started to play together, how did you... It was, so it was an it instant, was instant musical connection. Yeah. We, wow. We had... John um, had been helping out at church um, when we needed a guitar player. I had no idea that he sang. I had no idea that he wrote songs. Um, someone just said, yeah, he's a good guitar player. You should ask him to fill in. And he did, you know. Um, he'd come in about 8.30 with a guitar in hand, ready to go on a Sunday morning, which is not easy after mm -hmm. maybe a Saturday night or, mm -hmm. or whatever, and uh, he was great. Um, and then finally he, he said, I have a little gig, and I, I'm, I was wondering if you would want to do a duo thing at this farmer's market in Cortland. And so you want to tell a story about that a little bit? Yeah, we went, we went down to Cortland um, because I had already said to Kathy, you know, you really should play out somewhere you know you really are good you know and she she you know she didn't know how good she was but I did from the first you know I mean anybody who plays music would immediately know how good she was and I said you ought to play out I said you know what if I ever get a gig where there's not much money but they just want a duo or something maybe we can work something up so the Cortland Farmer's Market called and God bless the Farmer's yeah. Market so I said hey do you want to play this with me uh, you know they're just looking for a duo so she started coming over to my house to uh, rehearse, and right from the first song, it was just simpatico. It was, it was just easy. like we just fit like a glove, you know. And I said, "Boy, this is going to be great." So we did go down to the Cortland Farmers Market, and uh, we got paid with um, handmade soap and a zucchini. That's, that was <laughs> Some our potatoes, <laughs> and like a couple single dollar bills, and, and, a, and a chair massage, <laughs> and a chair massage. <laughs> And no, yeah, and, and, and on the I, way back, on the way back, we actually, love. we actually, you know, because really during did. the rehearsals, we'd sort of been a, getting know, to know one another. Sort of feel, I said, what, what's going on here? You know, I don't know what's going on. Right. And, and uh, I saw the books on the shelves, and I said, I have a third of those same books. Yeah. So I said to her on the way back from the gig, I said, Hey, I said, so what is your deal? Because <laughs> I had. <laughs> Very romantic, you know. What is your deal? Hey, lady. And she kind of, <laughs> and she kind of explained her situation to me, and I. She said, "What's your deal?" And I explained my situation to her, which her is so that, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, which is that I was recently divorced, and uh, and uh, we were we were we were coming up for eighty one, and we saw a sign for um, Labrador Pond. And I just happened to mention, I said, boy, that's, boy, that's, that's my favorite place around here. It's and she said, well, yeah, that's my favorite place, too. So I said, well, let's pull over and go to Labrador Pond. It was an August day. It was nice. Aww, and right. So we walked around Labrador Pond, and, and, he and that was me. it. Yeah. Meant to be. <laughs> Meant to it be. It was great. Wow. It was really great. We're well, so lucky. Meant no, we to be. are. 
<laughs> we are in many ways. Let's let's move up uh, to present day and tell us about the new CD. Sure. Um, that's coming out four twenty seven, April twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. So we're excited. Yeah. It's called mm-hmm. Duets and Ballads, and uh, boy, that kind of reveals. <laughs> there, <laughs> you know, the last release that we had was was um, for John. It was John's material. It was all original because he's such an amazing writer, um, and. We didn't quite know how to work in all of the tunes that we love to do together that are traditional bluegrass duets, country duets, a few originals here and there. So this CD does that for us. And he also wanted to get me lead singing a little bit more on that recording. So all the ballads that I do. And there's, you know, even um, Over the Rainbow, which mm-hmm. gets requested a lot. Um, we figured if we put I've that down it. on a CD, that would make a lot of people happy, including my mother. It's a showstopper. It's it's so you can hear a pin drop. I've seen her do it twice now, and it's just it's beautiful. It's an amazing song, but and it's the delivery. It has you know anyone. I could stand up there and, and squawk it out, but it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's it's you beautifully do it. It's Thank executed you. beautifully. So Thanks, Kathy. I'm glad that you put it on the CD as yeah. well. I'm excited. Well, we figure that'll this. sell it alone. You know, like there's a few originals on there. Some there's one of John's called "Could This Be Love" that he wrote a long time ago, um, and a friend of ours, um, Mr. John Price who runs the Steeple Coffee House in mm-hmm, Fayetteville, mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know, you guys should really do that song as a duet. And, you know, we we said, oh, I don't know. You know. It took a while for that to sink in. And then we said, you know, he's right. If we can figure out a way to do it as a duet, and so we do. And we recorded it on the CD. And um, we had um, Clay Hess, who's from the Cincinnati area, and um, a guitar player and bluegrass guy of some renown, uh, and, and a friend of John's for many years now, he came up um, to record us in our basement <laughs> and produced and mixed everything wow. and uh, tapped into some of the talent that he he uses for recordings. Um, but we also did some things on our own. I think John Danks is on there as well, playing bass. And, and you're on there. Yeah, I'm playing guitar on there on nice. uh, Over the Rainbow, so... We do, of course, have the April 27th concert, which is probably the biggest thing on the calendar right now, uh, the CD release concert. Where will that be held? Uh, at, at the Steeple Coffee House in Fayetteville. Well, a friend, he asked an old 
I find a woman who treated God. He said, Johnny, what should I be looking to see? Then give me some of that married life harmony. He said, you just bring a dog around. See how she is with that old hound. That there brother ought to be your clue. Cause there's a lot in common between a dog and you. Stop to wipe his feet. You know he's too busy wondering what's to eat. Kind of loud and messy when he hits that. And now, sounds from our next episode. I'm Dana Balter, and John Catco is trying to use my job title to make me something I'm not. I chose to make Central New York my home 15 years ago because I love it here. It's why I'm running for Congress. Dana Balter lost to John Catco for Congress in 2018, but she's running again in 2020. She tells us all about it next week on the Stick to Syracuse podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify to make sure you get new episodes of this podcast when they come out, which is every Monday. My name is Brent Dax. Until next time, I'll see you at Chapels. I know the storms will come again. The winds will howl and I know hard times are out there Just beyond my cabin door But tonight the wind is quiet And the biting rain has ceased